I'm going to wait for a few minutes to get started for everybody else to join. Um, yeah, so go ahead and just say hello in the chat box and then, oh, someone else is coming in. Hi, Ashley. So as you guys join, just go ahead and say hi in the chat box. Let us know where you're joining us from. And then how did your day go today? How has your week gone so far since going back to school after winter break? And I'm gonna give a couple more minutes for um, others to join the room and then we'll get started. And if this is your first time, I'm gonna fix this blanket, it's bugging me. Explain how these Zoom calls, it's backwards over here, there we go. Um, how these Zoom calls go so you're familiar with how you get a chance to talk, how you get to respond to others when they're talking and those kind of things. So just let's wait for just a couple more minutes. But while we wait, like I said, go ahead and hop in the chat box and let us know, um, yeah, where you're joining us from and how your day went today. All right, I'm gonna give it like 30 more seconds and we're gonna go in and start. We usually have people coming in later. Um, joining the call a little bit after it starts. All right. So, hi, hi, Renee. Where are you joining us from, Renee? I love to get a refresher of where you guys are all coming from because I know I know these things, and when you tell me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I just forget. Um, so, how's school gone? I hope it's gone well. I, hope, I know you're exhausted, and I know that this time is hard from Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, Sarasota Springs in upstate New York. Awesome. Okay. So you guys are both in the same time zone. I'm assuming probably. Yes. Okay. So I know, like I said, this is late for some early for some others. It's really hard to pinpoint a time that works for everyone. So, um, we're going to go ahead and get started. I do want to touch on assessment tonight. Um, but also the member calls are a little bit different than Facebook lives. In Facebook lives, I go on and I answer any questions that have come up. Um, or that come up live. And the member calls, I also go over things that members have asked, but I also like you to have an opportunity to talk. Um, and it's just your, and this is a safe place. And when I say that, I mean it. The only place I ever post these is inside the Harmony Hub, the replays. Um, I'm never gonna include it on my podcast. It's never gonna be anywhere else. Only people that will ever view these are members. Um, so yeah, it's your, your safe place to, I don't mean that weird, but just honestly, like for you to feel like you can say whatever's on your heart, um, without fear of judgment, just coming on and telling us what struggles you have. We all have them. Any wins you've had in your classroom questions you have for other members. And like I said, there will be others joining. There always are. They pop in, um, a little late, um, usually. So, but yeah, so what I'm going to do first is just kind of give you an opportunity to talk if you would like to, um, their member calls have included all kinds of different topics. We've talked about programs. There's been questions about um, just teaching in general, just oh, top of my head, gosh, uh, substitute teachers. Oh, someone else is coming in. Hi, Autumn. Um, I'm just getting started. So come on in and just tell us where you're joining us from and how your day went today in the comments. Um, so yeah, you're, this is your opportunity to, like I said, just come on and ask any questions, to just talk, anything that's on your heart. And then what happens is if you have something to comment on for the person that was talking, then just type me in the chat box or there is a, um, on your, your square somewhere, <laughs> there's a place for you to raise your, like a raise your hand. Um, or just if you say me in the comments, I can unmute you so you can 
kind of have a conversation with that person that just talked, if that makes sense. Okay. No pressure. You don't have to talk if you don't want to, but if you would like to talk, this is your opportunity. So, um, like I said, I am going to touch, I have three pages of notes here. Um, cause when I tell you guys, I want to talk about stuff, I mean it. And I really did write down three pages of notes. I wanted to talk about assessment. So, um, but before I do that, I want to give you guys the opportunity to just talk. Like I said, I just want to be quiet for a minute and let you talk about anything that's on your heart, struggles, wins, questions, comments, anything like that. So if you would like the opportunity to just go ahead and just unmute yourself or just type me in the comment box and I can unmute you and then we'll go from there. Anyone? I know there's only four of us in here right now. Others will join in a little bit because a lot of times people will join a little late. Does anybody have anything? Me. Okay. So Ashley, I will. Oh, Renee. Yes. Am I? Do you want to um... go first? Okay. And then Ashley. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. No, you go. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I've just, um, I'm super excited to be here. Super um, excited for the assessment question because yes. that's. Um, it's very, it's different in our school with the different grades. And so it's really tricky. So I'm mm -hmm. super excited to get any feedback on that that anyone has. Okay. Why don't you explain to us right now? Um, cause I know a lot of times in a chat or like mm -hmm. text, you know, like a text message or mm -hmm. in a Facebook group, it's easier to understand sometimes. Um, I understood what you're saying, but I want everybody else in here too, or others that join us. Explain us the assessment at your school because I know it's a little tricky. It, yeah, so um, we, we do um, second and fourth quarters okay. um, and all the specials teachers do that. So kindergarten first and second get a one, two, three, four grade mm -hmm. and then third, fourth and fifth get a percentage grade out of 100. Okay. Um, and so I, I find the kindergarten first and second is I, that one I find not as difficult as the, mm -hmm. the older grades. I, sometimes it feels like I'm pulling numbers out of thin air and I'm not the only one. The other specials teachers feel the same way. Um, right. Trying to figure out how to have enough grades to give a percentage out of a hundred. So, mm -hmm. um, so that, that's how we work it at our school. And it's just, it's a little tricky with third, fourth and fifth. Yeah. So, um, Ashley or Autumn, before I chime in, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Do you, have you experienced any assessments like that, like with the percentages for older grades or is yours strictly numbers? I know some schools do just letters like S N. um, what, what do your schools look like? Or do you have any advice for Renee about that? Autumn. Autumn. Okay. Oh, okay. Ashley, go ahead. I know you've been waiting. So Ashley, go ahead. Do you want... Ashley, do you want to go? Am I on? Yes, go for okay. it. Um, we do the one, two, three as well with ours, but ours is K. Actually, we don't give grades to kindergarten. So it's, okay. first, so it's first grade to fifth, uh, one, two, three scoring system. Now, it's only my first year at the school, so I'm our second quarter is coming up towards the end of the month, so that's mm -hmm. when we start getting all of our grades. Um, now, as far as like follow through with the grades, which – this is kind of what I'm hoping to get feedback on is mm -hmm. uh, when we give our grades from what I'm catching from the drift from the other related arts, regardless of the grade that we give, it doesn't really impact what happens with the students. So I kind of struggle a little bit with, okay, well, how much am I focusing on grading? Because like with my first graders, I'm like totally engrossed and just totally, what are they doing in class mm -hmm. right now? Like just getting them involved, getting them right. seen and participating. And then with my older kids, um, a lot of 
the stance that I'm seeing from a lot of teachers in my district is, is oh, this is the brain break class. And I've heard that a couple of times from other teachers. And I'm in like in an urban Title I school. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand it, but then that makes it really tricky. It's like, okay, well, what am I showing that I'm doing in class if it's supposed to be the brain break class and it's supposed to be easy on everyone? That's kind yeah. of where I'm at right now. Gotcha. Yeah, it's tricky because you do have to enter grades, you know, but it also is viewed as, well, but don't really give that kid an in, you know, just they got straight A's everywhere else. So don't give them. It's, it's a tricky thing. We're going to talk about that. But um, Autumn, I want to hear what you have to say first to either of the, either of those comments. Um, at my school, we do um, like a plus if they meet the expectations and a slash if they don't meet the expectations and a star if they exceed the expectations. I very rarely give a star. Yeah. I mostly give a plus and I give one grade a quarter, one mm-hmm. single grade for all 600 students I have. Oh my. Um, and I usually give a plus, but if I give a slash, it is, I usually put in the comments, like the student struggles to understand the topic this quarter and we Mm. do one large topic every quarter for example in the first quarter our topic was rhythm second quarter was mm, oh that was last month um (laughs) i know know. it's been a long long month (laughs) oh i can't think of it off the top of my head but this quarter is melody yeah and so it I don't know. I just try yeah, I know to what you mean. Mm-hmm. they understand bits and pieces of it and make note in the comments. And in all my nine years, I've had two parents approach me about their child's grade. And part of that is discouraging, but I also want it to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And I get what Ashley was saying about, you know, it's the brain breaks class. And Yes, we provide opportunities for brain breaks, but mm-hmm. that's not all we do. Right. Uh, there's other ways to assess learning, and sometimes we can assess it through a brain break. We can see if they have the steady beats or they can show me the high pitch on the staff. I mean, it's not, not rocket scientist right. stuff, but at the yeah. same time, we want it to be, be valuable. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think that goes back to, we've had conversations about this before, about how regular classroom teachers a lot just don't realize what really goes on in the music room. Um, yes, it's not as much formal assessment. Yes, you're not giving paper, pen, pencil um, testing so much, but you are still assessing. You are They are still learning and it is valuable. And I think a lot of it just goes to they don't realize that until they actually sit in a classroom, you know, even one time or even like the last five minutes and they're like, oh, you do a lot. Um, so I think there's a lot of it. And so um, I do a yeah. pencil paper assessment for my third, fourth and fifth graders. Um, I give a pretest yeah. at the beginning of each quarter and a post test and I keep those and I, I just have them so that the student can see their growth from the beginning to the end. Although I don't record that in numbers, I'm able to show the parent or show the student, this is where you struggled or this is where 
you really understood what we were doing. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I think self-assessment for the kiddos is so important. So um, there are, yeah, there, I'm just going to say a lot and feel free to interrupt me at any time. Um, because every, the first thing I want to say is every school is different, as you can already see here. Um, we didn't have a lot of teachers join tonight, but I think sometimes things come up. You guys know that, but, um, oh, someone else is coming in the room. Hold on a minute. Hi, Joe. Um, we're just talking, we're about to start talking about assessment. So just, um, if you have anything to say, just feel free to unmute yourself. So we're going to, um, we've been talking about our different schools and what the assessment looks like at their schools and things like that. But what I was going to say is, speaking of that, every school is different. And so, as you already see, um, like Renee said, she has percentages for her over grades. There's some schools like Autumn. I think that was interesting hearing that because I don't hear of a lot of schools that have a plus slash um, star. Uh, there's letters, you know, superior, needs improvement, exceeds expectations. There's numbers, one, two, three, four. It, it's just like, or like Renee even said, it's different for her lower elementary and her upper elementary. So it's not even the same across the board. Um, and so it is, it is hard. It's hard to, it's hard to assess. It's hard to know how to assess. It's hard to, like you said, Autumn, um, but will the parents, like what if their kid gets a good grade in all the other classes or their other subjects, and then the music grade is the one that's like, you know, but you can't just give a, a good grade for a kid not trying on top of that. So, um, and Joe, feel free to, uh, I would love for you to tell us at any time, here's how this works. If you have something to say, just type me in the comments, I'll unmute you or just unmute yourself and talk. And um, if you want to tell us how your school does assessments, how you assess your students, I should say, then I would love to hear about that too. So um, I'm going to say some stuff. And if you guys have anything to say, any questions or comment about what I'm saying, I don't want to be the only one talking. So I would love for, you know, you guys to chime in too with your thoughts or what works for you and things like that. So assessment in the music room, as you all know, and a lot of this that I'm going to say, you're going to know already. But there is, uh, there's a couple different assessments. You're assessing for knowledge, for what the students, like Autumn said, you're assessing for what do they know? What, what did they know when they came in? What did they know at the end of this unit, at the end of this nine weeks, at the end of this objectives I'm wanting them to learn? So there's like a couple different rubrics you could have. There's the one, and I have some examples to show you, and I don't know if you'll be able to see them, but I'm going to try my best. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's the, uh, a rubric or assessing for, um, you know, the different subject matters in music, beat, rhythm, melody, harmony, form, everything else. So you're assessing for what your students know, okay? Then there's the other assessment, which is the assessing for grades, and that's the participation. Um, are, are they engaging in the classroom, or it could be any kind of formal assessment. I'm going to break this down so it's not confusing. So, Let's first of all talk about informal assessments in music. So you're going to have singing. You can assess students in your room individually, small groups, whole class, walking around listening. These are all informal ways to assess them. And when I say assess them, this goes back to that first rubric or the way of assessing I talked about. Assessing for knowledge, but on top of that, you're going to be assessing for um, a, a grade for example, because you're going to be assessing, are they participating? Are they engaging in this? Are they trying their best? So that's, does that make sense? You're seeing what they know, and also 
the participation part of it too. Okay, so they can give you a thumbs up. Like if you're asking them a question, let's say, for example, you've been talking about, um, I just created the lesson plans coming up. So we're doing a lot of instruments of the orchestra. So let's say you're, you know, you've done woodwinds and you're saying, is the clarinet a brass or a woodwind? Thumbs up if it's a woodwind, thumbs down if it's brass. And then you're just assessing quickly like that. That's a quick informal assessment. You can even just jot down quickly next to a student's name or on a rubric. And then, um, yeah, so that's an informal assessment. You can also do numbers on hands. Um, you give them multiple choice, for example, hold up one if you think that's correct, two, three, or four. That's like an A, B, C, or D answer. Those are quick ways to do informal assessment where you're, you're not gonna have a time a lot in the music room, obviously, to hand out paper and pencil and have them jot down notes. Um, exit tickets, I don't know if you use those in your classrooms. It's really hard in the music room to go, what I mean by that is it can even just be a note card um, in a pencil where you're asking questions like, um, like before the kids leave the classroom. So I'm gonna play a steady beat. Tell me how many, write down on the note card, how many beats did you hear? And then you just, you can even, so you're not having to take them up and go through 600 students note cards, have them hold up, just walk by on the line, see who has what number, just jot down the ones that didn't get it right. So you're aware like, oh, well, okay, they didn't. Or for instance, tell me what instrument you just heard, write it down. Um, what musical symbol is this? Hold up a picture, those kind of things. Those are exit tickets, quick ways to assess like that as well. Uh, I know I'm talking fast, so please, Say if you don't understand. Okay, worksheets as a way to assess. That's a formal assessment because it is paper pencil. Um, I mean, worksheets for anything. There's been a lot of formal assessments, even in the harmony lesson plans where we're getting into rhythm writing, or even if you're using popsicle sticks to have the kids compose rhythms on the floor. There is worksheets you can have the kids do about composers or the patriotic song of the month or um, rhythm writing, I already said that, or writing a melody or, whatever you know you guys know the different rhythm works i mean not just rhythm worksheets music worksheets when they're doing if you do centers then that's a good way to assess too because you're walking around with small groups they're all doing something different and assessing for knowledge with just three or four kids at a time instead of a whole class okay so when it comes to assessing another thing i want to say is i think you should vary it up so don't get so stuck on how many informal assessments did I do and how many formal assessments did I do? Oh, Joe, you're fine. Um, he said, sorry, still trying to figure this out. No, you're totally fine. Um, you can either turn your camera on or off. Oh, there you go. Okay, you just figured it out. Um, so vary it up a little bit, which you're probably already doing in your music room anyways. So just as long as you're assessing your students, that's the main thing, okay? So don't get so stuck on, when's the last time I did a paper assessment? Did I do an exit ticket on all this month? Just as long as you're assessing them for knowledge and you're keeping track of it, that's the main goal. Um, but like Autumn said, I also wrote this down, pre and post assessment. That is, that's for you as a teacher to know individually, which is really hard because you have a lot of music students, but also whole class. And that's what it goes back to, hold up a number if you think it's this. Put a thumbs up if you get it or thumbs down. A note card when they leave class, write this down real quick. Everybody has a pencil, quickly hold it up. You're assessing, so you could do that like before you teach a unit and then at the end of the unit to see do they get it before we start and where are they now um so pre and post assessments are really important as well so we're going to talk about now the different grading systems so we're going to get into that renee the percentages that's confusing and i'd realize that so 
I had a, I had to do the percentage thing. And I was the same way. I was like, I don't, what, how am I supposed to do this? But what you do is if you have, um, did you say, you could even just type in the comments. Did you say lower grades? Did, what remind me, did you say they're letters or do you letters or numbers? You, you mean to mute you real quick. I cannot find your name. There you are. Okay. There you go. Oh, wait, why are you not unmuting? Okay. Oh, there can you, you hear me okay. now? Yes, oh, okay. There yes. you go. Um, so yeah. So my lower grades are one, two, three, four. Okay. And then, yeah, third through fifth is the percentage. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so what I would do for that is, like, the one, the one is, the one is the, like, equivalent of, like, a D and four, or is it opposite? Okay, yes, okay. So one, you could have be, like, um, let's say 69 to 74%, Okay. Um, two, and I wrote down letters, so I'm trying to, in my head, make these let numbers, letters real quick. I mean, these letters, numbers. Two could be like 75 to 84. Three could be 85 to 94. And four could be 93 to 100%. So when you think about it that way, basically, um, you're still having to change it in percentages. Maybe you, what you could just do is break that down even further, which is confusing, but don't get so stuck on, okay, this child got a 70%, they're at a 77%. I personally would just keep it as simple as um, 70, 70%, 80, 90, 100, or 75, no, 65, 75, 85, 95, something like that, where it's not so overwhelming for you, and you're basing it like you do for your lower elementary on numbers, but you're just, instead of coming up with so many different percentages, keep it one percentage. Does that make sense? That's what I would personally do. And then that way, when you're assessing them, um, you're assessing them the same as you would lower elementary, but you're basically giving them that number, that one number, like a one, two, three, four, but just translating it into a percentage, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense? Yeah, okay. that makes sense. I would love mm -hmm. to know what conversations, have you had a conversation like with your principal before or the other teachers, uh, the specials teachers that use this? And what yeah, do they well, the, do? the other specials teachers, um, again, it, it really feels like, and there's four of us, and it does feel mm -hmm. like um, the art teacher started when I did. So okay. we're just in our, like, oh. our fourth year. Just so to we're, it out and we share yeah. a room, uh, oh, our wow. teacher and I, so we, you know, we're always talking about, oh, do you feel like you're kind of just pulling them mm -hmm. out of thin air in a way, the numbers, um, yeah. and the other two special teachers have been there for quite a long time. So they have sort of a, a way they do it, but there's not consistency. So, um, you know, we're trying to, the art teacher and I are like, okay, we're going to try to figure this out together. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what does she do out of curiosity? We, we, what we've done is we've both kind of tried to have a range, I think, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, if I don't even know how to describe it, but kind of a range of grades. So yeah. similar, I mean, a similar idea to what you had said, but yeah. just kind of, we just, we really didn't know what, right. you know, what to, and I didn't want it to just be about like um, their participation or something. I think mm -hmm. that's the other thing too, because a lot of times I felt like what they, what I was hearing was, okay, well, are they participating? And I said, yeah, but there's more to it yeah. than that. Right. So, 
That I was just is, trying to come out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. With, no, no. I was just trying to come up with making sure it, I had, a, you know, it was all inclusive with everything we were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, do you have a rubric you follow out of curiosity? Um, not necessarily like an overall one. I have, right, have gotcha. some for different things I've done, you know, yes. different activities or different things, mm-hmm. but not, not kind of an overall one. I kind of liked yeah. the idea of um, what they were saying before about maybe like a subject like mm-hmm. working on melody or working on rhythm mm-hmm. and you know I don't I don't necessarily mm-hmm. break it down like that it kind of yeah you know so I don't know just yeah. just kind of trying to get some ideas <laughs> so I, sh- I told you all I um had a couple and I just if these do not show I will um your bonus for March what's the next month that has five weeks that's when I include a bonus it's gonna be assessment rubrics, how to assess, that kind of stuff. So I know that's a couple of months, so I don't want you to have to wait that long. But basically, one of them is this, um, this is a teacher that gave me this a long time ago, but, oh, I don't know if this is the one I meant to print out. Hold on just a second. This is the one I wanted to show you. And so this is one, oh my gosh, I don't know if you can see that, really, really small. But basically up here is kind of what I was talking about. They did it by letters. So superior is 93 to 100, which is an A be above average 85 didn't so they broke it down by percentages and then also this is the skills and concepts so this is assessment of student knowledge of the musical skill um, assessment of the student's engagement and then assessment of the student's support of learning class i mean of classroom learning and so this is basically like all the time nearly all the time sometimes rarely and pretty much they do nothing <laughs> so that's kind of that's what i mean that's and that's super helpful to go by something like that because it, then like autumn said she has only had two parents but if a parent does come to you and say how can my kid get a 75 in music class then you're like well here's the thing with your child they have done no participating and i mean they've done some participating but they're you know but you're what's hard in music class too is you guys know this all your kids different things will interest them some are really into singing some are really into the instruments some are really into movement some love to compose and it's hard to you don't want to penalize the kids who are are just not into singing but you also explain to them you know what we all participate in everything whether this is you know what you enjoy doing or not i still have to assess you for a grade Think about math class. Maybe you don't like addition, but you like subtraction. You still have to do it. Whether and that's life concept the kids need to learn too, right? Like there's going to be things in life you don't want to do. Well, we got to do it. So, following an assessment, I mean a rubric like that is super helpful because then you're like, well, when you get to the end of the nine weeks when you turn grades in and you're like, this child is like really participated, then you can justify that, and it's not a matter of oh, well, I don't want to give this child this grade because if they're getting straight A's in every other, you know, class, I keep saying class, I mean subject matter because we're not in middle school. Um, does that make sense a little? Is that helpful? Do you have any other questions around that, Renee, that I'm not answering? No, that, that definitely makes sense. And, I, and okay. I like what you're saying about having something because when I first started, the, the, um, the librarian had said, oh, yeah, you know, this is what I do. Just make sure that you can mm-hmm. justify because you know we have some parents who are going to ask why did they get this grade and i was like oh my gosh well i don't know like that's kind of bothered me because i didn't know if Mm -hmm. i how would i you know justify Mm -hmm. i mean having something to pull out and say okay this is you know this is how i figured that out yeah 
and it is hard. It is Mm -hmm. really hard too, because documenting for that many students is really hard. It really is. Um, One thing that honestly, the simplest thing I've ever done is just keeping, um, and it just was, I, you know, back to you, I wanted to figure out something simple. So I just kept class lists. And sometimes I would put a minus by kid's name and put the date. It's like, meaning they weren't participating this day. And then I remember, and then I would go back and formally, formally document it later. But as you're teaching, you don't have time to go, hold on, let me go to my computer real quick and type this in. So just keeping a class set, um, class list up there and just putting a simple minus by that kid's name really helps. Um, that's what, or even write like minus the day and then beat. That's what you're working on to help you keep track of whatever that was. So anyone else, anything about assessment or we can move on from here and talk about anything else you guys have been struggling with, any wins you've had. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. So just unmute yourself and go if you have something. Autumn. Um, I don't have it with me right now, but in the Facebook group, I'd like to share um, some rubrics and pre-test, post-test that um, the elementary music department in my town that we came up with several years ago when we had to start justifying grades. And um, the grade on their pre-test, we have a a rubric that matches that and it shows Mm -hmm. either insufficient evidence, like they don't understand, um, developing would be another level and Mm -hmm. approaching mastery and mastery. Mm -hmm. We've moved away from those four uh, rubric levels, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, But I do have those on my school, what do you call it? portable hard drive at school and I can um, upload a few examples on the Facebook page. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Um, Yeah. Just for, just for you guys to look at, we haven't, well, our department as a whole in my town, we don't consistently use them across the district, Mm -hmm. but I still use the pre and post test portions of it, but it directly relates to the rubric we created and how we justify the grade a student receives. So as soon as I'm able to pop those onto my computer from school, I will upload an image. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's super helpful, yeah. So how's your, why have you, how's your week been going? How have you been doing since you've been back? Me? Yeah. Oh, since you're unmuted, I was like, I might as well just ask you since you're already unmuted. No, (laughs) No, I I graduated with my master's on December 14th. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Huge accomplishment. Um, So I have so much more time on my hands now. (laughs) You're like, what do I do with myself? (laughs) I know, and I've I've tried to be really good about not bringing work home Mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying really hard this year to keep work and home life separate. And as I shared on the Facebook page the other day, my boyfriend and I work together Mm -hmm. and we live together. So sometimes we're bringing work conversations home anyway, and I don't want to bring any more work home than is already here. So I try my best to leave it in my classroom and go to it in the morning. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard though, isn't it? It it is hard. Yeah. And we struggle and we never really placed that boundary yeah. on our relationship, but because it just happens. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not bringing physical 
work home to work on because I, um, with the resources that you've given us Mm -hmm. and the other resources I found, I feel pretty confident as far as having enough to share with my kids with as often as I see them. And I no longer feel inadequate if, um, if I face something I don't know, um, I just go with what I do know and ask questions later because Mm -hmm. the kids aren't going to know if I don't exactly know what I'm doing. I just kind of have to pretend and ask questions later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do that in a lot of areas in life. No, but I, (laughs) no, but I, I love that. I really do feel like, I feel like sometimes you just don't even realize you're, we're, you know, bringing work home. Like you're not even realizing how much you're doing it until you just, like you said, Mm -hmm. you stop and like, wait, I'm having a lot of conversations about work outside of work. I am still bringing work home. Why am I doing that? Is it just a habit? Do I need to? Um, Have I really looked at my, you know, time management and thought about, am I getting this stuff done during the school day? Is it necessary I bring it home? I think sometimes it's just, it goes back to mindset and it back, you know, back to, not really even sometimes we just don't stop and like the whole challenge I just did reflect on what am I doing am I like am I you don't think about like in life what am I doing how how am I time managing am I really you know like you just said so yeah good job for realizing that that's amazing and it's not a bad thing to bring work home but after you've done it for so many years you realize Mm -hmm. there's enough there you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel if it still works. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's so relatable because um, a lot of teachers in this group, even on this call can relate to that. There's so many resources. There's new resources coming out every year, new, you know, websites, new, whatever. I mean, which is amazing. Like, yes, keep coming out with new things, but it gets overwhelming because you're like, well, wait, do I need that new drumming book when I have these other 14 over here? Do I need that really? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, it's not like it's a bad resource to have, but it does become overwhelming because then you're like, then like you said, you're like, well, I'll just take that home tonight and look at it. I'll just go ahead and keep looking through these other books I don't need, even though I'm pretty sure that I have enough to go from. But I know it, it's all those little things that can cause overwhelm because you're trying to keep up or the, not that you are, but um, a lot of teachers just, you see the new stuff and it's like shiny object syndrome, or you see that... The, you know, a teacher has something else and you're like, wait, what's that resource? And so um, I'm preparing for a little of that next week. I get to attend the Missouri Music Educators Conference next week. So I'm trying to prepare my, my checking account for all the cool things I will see. But I also need to, I think when I went last year, I just took a bunch of pictures of the things I was interested in and checked if I actually owned those things before I invested (laughs) in any of them. And if I really like them that much, I'd find them on Instagram and see if they shared any of their lesson ideas there, because that's That's another good resource. Yes. With in the digital age here, Mm -hmm. I picked up on a quick lesson from an account I follow and it was a hit, you know, sometimes you just have to expect inspiration in the weirdest places. Yep. Yep. Oh, totally. That's always, um, that's always kind of how it goes where you just have someone say something real quick and you're like, Oh, wait, hold on. Let me write that down. It's yeah. that, like, it just comes, you, you just kind of always got to be open to listening and looking. And that's when stuff just pops up that you're like, I didn't even know I needed that, but that's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, awesome. Autumn, I'm so excited yeah. for you that you've, you know, Thank got you. your master's. I know that was a lot of work for you and a lot of hours and nights away and everything. So good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What else, everybody? What else we got? This is your time to talk, ask questions. Joe, you got anything? Yeah. Do you, do you need me to unmute you or can you do it? How do I? If you, Oh, you did it. Yay. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Joe. Oh, hi. This is my first time doing this. This is cool. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, this is fun. Oh, wow. It was like so instant. You can hear me right away. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, man, there's no delay. It is awesome. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Awesome. How really are like, you? I'm good. I really like your harmony and I like your podcast. Super fun. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I just, um, you know, I just started getting the teaching in the past year and uh, I'm just, I really like absorbing just hearing like speakers and I've been doing a bunch of workshops. Mm-hmm. I just had a workshop with Doug Goodkin uh, over here. Oh, cool. Pasadena, and uh, that was really cool. I, I bought his book. Yeah, he's amazing. Got his book and I had him sign it. Teach so, like it's music. Oh, like yeah. it's music. Pretty nice. Uh, his writing is like mine. Very like messy. So I got, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have teacher writing. Cool. I was worried about my like, teacher <laughs> writing <laughs> for like autograph sign signing stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were, I, I came in, you guys were talking about assessments. Yeah. Uh, I was literally just doing that today with my kids. Um, yeah. Cause uh, the report cards are due and I was like, Oh, what timing, you know? Um, mm. And this one teacher just told me like, Hey, you know what? For the most part, the other music teacher just kind of gave them all threes. And then just to give the ones who stand out like fours and, uh, the ones who really work like the threes, you know, just kind of like, you don't have to go too deep into it. Mm. And I was listening to one of your podcasts this morning. Something like, so when I get to work early, I'll put your podcast on in my speakers in class. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll be like sitting at the class listening to you. I'm like, oh yeah. So I was listening to it and someone was talking about how, um, uh, something about assessing, oh, about writing a note to the teacher. They were saying how she wrote a note to a teacher and it changed her relationship with the teacher. Mm. And she said that she walked by with them before and uh, they would just wave in the halls. But now when they pass oh, by each other, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was I an interview you did. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It was with um, some lady. Was it with Tracy talking about um, not letting school overwhelm you? Um, oh, how to turn the negatives into positives. Was it that episode? I believe so. I'm opening yeah. my Spotify right now and see what okay, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was listening to that and I was like, you know what? Like I was looking at the sheet and the bottom just says, you know, uh, participation and then development, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and as, as I'm slowly learning how my style is between the ORF and just yeah. what I've done before teaching at summer camps, yeah. uh, just my own style, I'm, I'm slowly learning like, what is it that I'm looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started reflecting on like the stuff I did during class and like, did they get the points? I know some kids were very shy and uh, there's this kid in general, his name is Edward and I've known him since third grade and I he's a fifth grader and he's like super shy and um, a lot of teachers get frustrated how like inres- unresponsive he is sometimes, like yeah. some of the substitutes. But I've known him and as I've had like a, four, like a three year relation, two year relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've slowly, you know, I've noticed he's been able to do stuff slowly with me uh, and I see growth in that. So to him, I give him a yeah. four. You know, just, I just see so much growth within himself. Yeah. And, and then I see someone like Carson, who's totally really good at everything, but he's kind of a jerk. And then I'm like, okay, 
So I will score everything, but then I look back at everything. I'm like, okay, well, first off, I'm not grading his personality. <laughs> right, first off, okay. Right, right. I, which is, is so he, hard, isn't it? You're like, you're a little right. <laughs> That's why I went back and I do it the second time. That's why I don't yeah. turn it in the first draft. I know. Yeah, right? You're like, okay, let me reevaluate this. I know. Should first draft is the initial, I second know. is like, yeah. is it? I know. So, um, and all those kids who are jerks, like, unfortunately, they're really good kids. <laughs> yeah. There's just no music more than others sometimes. And yeah. like sometimes I have to like refocus. I'm like, hey, you know what? How about instead of using your what you know as a way to put other people's down, how about you use what you know to help others? Mm-hmm. So he was doing partner work on the on the on the bars. And when I told him that, he told me he's like, you know, he, she's just not getting it, you know? It's this, 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 this. I'm like, well, you know that. You're her partner. Why don't you help mm-hmm. her? It's like I keep trying to tell her. It's like, well, how about you be more patient and you talk to her about it instead of telling her and then uh his attitude changes and i was like oh my gosh i created created something (laughs) yeah yeah and i like that yeah Yeah, just knowing like a conversation with a student sometimes redirecting that energy you know Um, yeah yeah that's amazing and his mom is the and i found out his mom is the president of the board so i'm like oh oh well tell her i said that (laughs) yeah right yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So with assessments, do you feel like, well, we haven't heard from you. What is it like? What is it like at your school for you? Like, so what do you guys do? So at my school, me and the PE coach, coach Gina, we're pretty good friends. Uh, We sometimes uh, during our lunch, we'll just go like, I think today or yesterday and tomorrow before we turn in, um, we usually just have a little hangout and we like do report cards together. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about because so, we're our classes are back to back, so we just kind of talk about it. And I think when I would grade my kids, uh, like I said, I just kind of see were they participating in the activities activities I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a lot of movement stuff, yeah. and I saw a lot of breakthrough with some people, some very shy people who wouldn't, who you know, who's super shy when it comes to playing an instrument by herself. But for some reason, when we were doing mirroring activities, and it was her turn to be mirrored, like she was fully about it and stuff yeah. and like I was like, oh you know like you were saying earlier some people are stronger in different categories than others and i was like you know mm-hmm. i, I yes. can see that and our school we do a lot of musicals too so there's a lot of mm-hmm. you know um so i guess uh yeah that's how i've just been grading him right now i do want to create like a rubric um mm-hmm. i do want to create a rubric and not just based on what i think school is but I want to base it on like okay like by the end of this year I think I want to create like a rubric of uh what did I teach overall you know so uh, I just I wrote everything down from day one from my notes in workshops and in my lesson planning and then uh I guess I'd want to make a rubric based off what I've taught and think of yeah ways to improve it just so I know with the kids coming in next semester I kind of have an idea oh okay well they kind of knew this based on what I taught and then mm-hmm. incorporating stuff that you've given, stuff mm-hmm. I've gotten some other teachers and just, you know, keep, as I build up my curriculum as the years go by, just enforcing it and building up yeah. on that something, but definitely starting to have something, especially in my first year, I think it'd be great. And just being able to see how it develops as a, you know, as a personal goal too, just yes. how I'm developing the teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I, like and I did your homework yeah. too. I did your, uh, <laughs> What was it? The where you had to the reflection? Oh, for the challenge. Yeah, yeah okay. that totally helped. 
Yes. That really helped. Yeah, yesterday I was doing some chores. I was doing laundry, and then uh, mm-hmm. doing my laundry. I played that podcast like two times. Like you said, you probably can listen to this more than once. Uh, I listened to it probably like two, three times. <sighs> the the one the recap episode of the challenge I did. Yeah, the okay. what went well in the first semester and what mm-hmm. didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize like I went I wrote everything down from like which activities and lessons went well to which seating formation went well and which mm-hmm. kind of which way to enter worked well and which way didn't yeah yeah and uh, yeah and just i want something i wanted to share um i thought what went well was movement activities Good. and my mallet instrument days when we played that stuff and i think reason for that is because my strength was in high school i was in band and um i used to be a character actor at six flags magic mountain so uh, oh, I guess yeah. movement and instruments, my strength yeah. and culture. Yeah. I like to bring culture to my class. Yeah, totally. Uh, what didn't go so well? Oh, my kinder classes. I didn't know if I was doing a kinder class, a daycare, or a music class. Like, I, oh my goodness, some days it was just, can we have all the kids sit for a minute? <laughs> They're oh my goodness. It's a different world. It's a different place. Oh my goodness. They're, was, they're just a different, <laughs> it, it's like a different bucket altogether. You don't realize it how is. different kinder to first grade is. It's so different. Difference. Oh my it's, goodness. It's, 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 and I don't know. I just, I was like, okay, that's definitely something I want to tackle. And that's one of the main reasons why I joined Harmony is because, listen, I just wanted to get an idea. Like, okay, so I had these ideas. But I just want more support how to do it with the tiny gotcha. Thing, you know? Um, so with kindergarten, is that one thing you have a question about? Kindergarten, I guess, you know, I might have. I might have one, but it hasn't developed in my brain yet. Like you don't um, know what to ask. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I guess, you know. Um, but I guess with kinder. Yeah. I well, mean, just take it, take it yeah. one thing at a time. Do you know what Some, I mean? Yeah. Focus on your goals and then break them down into what, like maybe pick one or two main ones you're wanting to focus on from now through the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. And then over the summer, you'll have a lot more time to think about um, maybe kindergarten's your goal right now. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, maybe it is a seating chart. Maybe it is having the kids walk in. Like you said, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pick, don't over, I know what you feel right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are wanting to do all the things and you're wanting to do all the things right, which is amazing. But you're going to overwhelm yourself by trying to do um, so much. Yes, which yeah. it sounds like you're already doing a great job. So yeah, let's focus yeah. on kindergarten right now. And I want to hear from some of the other teachers um, in here. So maybe give Joe some feedback about kindergarten and maybe anything. Any, is there any specific, so you said the sitting still, the keeping them focused part. Is that like one of the main struggles do you feel? Um, I love it. We have some... Uh, some wild personalities with one-on-ones we have some we have one child who doesn't just go to music class anymore because he just can't sit still uh but i wave at him every time i see him in school i'm like Wyatt, hi how you doing i make sure he knows that i'm there and then sometimes when i'm waiting for my kinder class they take forever sometimes him and his aide will be sitting in the playground just reading and i'll walk mm-hmm. up with my guitar and i'm oh. like you want and i just i'm like what do you play and i just play a little something and see if he'll move. You know, like, hey, I'm the music teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm here. What's up? Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, okay, well, my class is bye. Bye. See you later, Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes I have this other girl. Her name is Serena. And she actually doesn't like going to music class because the girls make fun of her when she does movement. But 
Yeah, I know. I want to hear more of Kinder Dough. That's what I want to know. I, did, I okay. see that. I did Kinder um, <laughs> Ashley, go ahead and unmute yourself, and we'll, I'd love to hear from you. We have not heard you tonight, so hi. Hi. Um, so I love that you brought up kindergarten. So I'm just going to speak of a very current event that happened at my school. So um, yes. in our district, we have 10 elementary schools. Okay. And we have a lot of moving around and shifting around between buildings. And in my kindergarten class, yeah, the beginning, I was just like, what's happening? Like trying and just, to, again, teach them how to come in the room. Um, one thing for me, I at first I tried to have them sit in chairs and give them assigned seats. Uh, it, it, like, it, it worked well? sometimes and it didn't. Um, so I reflected back to when I was doing my observations. Mm -hmm. And I love this one teacher I observed, and I do it now. Um, most of them enter in, in a boy girl and a boy line and a girl line. And yeah. so I go, okay, we're going to stay in the order. So the person in front of you will be the per your neighbor when you sit on the floor. And I'll have my gentlemen or my ladies. One will go in first, and then the next line will follow. And what they do is they go in and they circle and they sit down. That's but that was, idea. I just, yeah. I wanted to add that in. But my story is, is, we had a student move here, I don't know, a week ago, and we're on a three-day rotation. So every three days, I'll see this new student. So I had him on his first day there. So, you know, it's like the first day days, you know, they're kind of quiet. They don't really do anything. And then the next day, he had art, and the art teacher and I, we talk a good bit. She's like, what do you think of this new student? And I was like, oh, he was fine. He was quiet. And she goes, he was something else in her class and she was like trying to make polite conversation with him and she's like well you know what you know what school did you come from and he goes that's none of your business and we're like oh boy here, oh, no. here's how it's gonna go and so I had him yesterday and what had happened was he was okay in the beginning mm -hmm. but it got derailed very quickly he was going over to my piano mashing on the keys and you know, I so subtly unplugged the piano from the wall because I'm like, at least if he's pressing on the keys and they're not mm -hmm. making noise, then mm -hmm. I can keep the rest of the class under control and keep going right. with it. Well, he figured that out and was trying to mess with the plug. And I'm like, well, here we go. He's just like, the cord's not going to let him do that. So I was holding the cord, just holding it, and he was trying to wrestle it out of my hands. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I'm, I'm like just like okay gotta keep the rest of the class on track but yeah. gotta make sure this yeah. kid doesn't hurt himself and then eventually i get him around the back <laughs> and we're going on with class and i like to do like a lot of movement activities and transitions between instruments and singing to you know try and keep them engaged well then the next thing i know is i have a counter in my room and he's trying to climb up on a chair on top of my counter he stands up on my counter and so I'm standing in front of him, again, pausing the rest of my class. And I'm like, well, I'm not just going to, like, grab him and pull him down, but I don't want to let him jump because right. it's really dangerous. And I only have five minutes between classes, so I always have my chairs out because I have third graders coming in right after kindergarten. And so my chair's in this U-shape, and he's like running over the chairs in the U-shape, running over other classmates, touching them. And clearly his classmates were you know, very bothered by uh, the behaviors that were going on. Um, so I emailed my 
like my principal and my assistant mm-hmm. principal. And I had already talked to his teacher and I had asked his teacher, you know, and she's only had him for a week. And I said, is there anything you right. would suggest? Like, have you noticed anything that works for him that, you know, helps get him back on track? And she was saying like, oh, I call home to, you know, talk, you know, every night and they're working on putting him in like one of our behavior programs and everything. And so that was kind of what I got from her. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to bother her too much because she's still new with the student too. And yeah. she's figuring it out. And so I, but I emailed my principals because, and I said, you know, normally I would go a few classes, try different things, see what works, but this is like a safety issue. Right. And I had to put my whole class on hold. And I was wondering what you would suggest that I do. And then my principal was like, well, we CC'd his homeroom teacher so you can talk with her. And I'm like, I already did that. did that, yeah. Luckily, tomorrow's an in-service for us, and I know which music teacher he had in the school he was previously in, so I'm going to talk with her. That's a good idea. Um, But it just, it worries me because it's like, you know, once you lose your kindergartners, they kind of just all go Mm -hmm. off into their own little minds, and I'm just worried that, like, if I keep getting derailed like this, that the whole class is just going to be chaos. yeah. So let's talk about that. When you have, and I know we've brought this up before, um, but some of you have not been at these calls, so I want to bring it up again. When you have one student, whether it's in kindergarten, all the way through fifth grade, do you say you have like a particular student in a particular class and they're that one kid that's just having some behavior problems or they are not able to sit still or they're messing with your stuff, what do you do? Anybody have any suggestions around that? When you said they they can't sit around and stuff, you said a, a kid like a, a it might be a, a student that can't run that can't sit still. Just a bad day for a student, huh? Um, well, recently I've been giving the the big bars, the bass bars to that student, or something like a tambourine to help me. Let's say I have a child. This is a kid who kind of just interrupts and talks whenever he feels like mm-hmm. in the middle of me teaching a song or he's t- busy talking to someone. Hey, Gabriel, thanks for helping out. And I give him like a little drum and I'm like, okay, so he's going to model for us the steady beat for us, you know, and now he's kind of on the spotlight, kind of what he wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's my assistant. So now he's helping me with that thing that, or sometimes when we were playing uh, mallets this morning, uh, this kid, uh, he just always has problems sitting still. Mm-hmm. but um he he's not he's not like bad at music he could keep a beat so i gave him the bass bars and he was by himself he was still part of the team and he was playing the bass bars and i just i don't like setting them out i have a little taped off area where people put the shoes or their water bottles if they want or jackets and if people are just they can't control their bodies at the moment i have mm-hmm. them sit in there and be like when you when you feel like your body is ready to join us then you could join us again. Or sometimes if we're bringing a movement activity and someone is just not freezing when we're supposed to freeze or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey Daniel, can you come over here and have a seat? I, don't, I feel like you don't know the rules to this activity right now. Can you, can you watch first and see what happens? And I'll do whatever sound I was doing that he was not following. And I'd be like, do you see what's happening? What's, what's happening right here? What's the rule? And like, oh yeah, you, you stopped when you did it. Oh, cool. Do you think you're ready to jump, jump back in? He says, yeah. It kind of comes back in. So that's how I've been kind of recently dealing with, uh, I guess, interruptions from students, mis- no, misdirections, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, I was thinking, I was about to type this, but I'll just say it. Ashley, I was thinking when you were talking about this child, um, especially when they're, they're younger like that. And then Autumn, I want to hear what you have to say. Um, it might be, like you said, if he needs a behavior plan, I'm wondering if the school he came from, maybe is it a matter of mm -hmm. it just hasn't, they haven't gotten the process started yet. Um, but if so, it is, it might just be one of those, unfortunately for you, yeah. in their type of situations. Yeah. But also if he's just a really tactile kid and he needs to, like, like Joe said, hand him, but you don't always want it to seem like a reward where the other yeah. kids are like, oh, I'm thinking to play this and I can't, <laughs> yeah. But maybe you hand him here, uh, maybe you hand him like, uh, maybe it's not always an instrument. Exactly. But maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I created a special spot for you to sit right by me. And this is your spot. And here's what's going to happen. If you can stay in your spot until we do activity A, then you're going to get to play this instrument you want to play. Um, or I don't know, just a lot of that too is trial and error. Like yeah. try yeah. something. If it didn't work, then don't give up, but try something else, but also hang in there knowing that there is a behavior plan coming, which will help you tremendously stay in contact with this teacher. Don't even be afraid to call his parents too, if you need to, mm. and just say, oh. or like you said, I love that you're going to talk to the other music teacher as well. Um, and getting suggestions from them will help tremendously too. Autumn, what you got? Um, I'm going to build on what you said about having a quiet corner um, and kind of what Joe said about having a taped off area. I used to have an area in my classroom. It was just a yellow square. I taped it on the floor and everyone knew if you're not following directions or you're like Joe said, had a, if you have a hard time controlling your body, you go sit in this square until you feel like you're ready to come back. So I have a variation of that. And with the quiet corner, I include some small puppets and stuffed animals that if they feel like they need to hold something and fidget with something, mm. they can do so with that mm. puppet or with that stuffed animal in a way that is not disruptive to the class, but they can idea. also feel it and, you know, if they need yeah. to squeeze it, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But they just have something to get their movement out and get those those feelings out so that they can rejoin the class in a calm, collected mind. Oh, I like that. Um, and another teacher in my district, she uses these like calming jars. She, she's real crafty and she makes like liquid glitter and goop and you just flip it over. It's like a timer and you watch all the glitter come down and when you are calm and collected or you feel like that glitter has helped you a little bit you come bring me the jar and then you join your class um mm. but like you said some students might see that as a reward but i see it as a coping mechanism or a way to help a student regain their sanity so you can regain yours and continue your class right um sometimes kids do need the corner and they'll i have one particular first grader that has some anger management issues and when i sense that something's you know brewing he'll say hey can i can i go to the safe seat or can i go take a lap i'm like absolutely go mm. walk around the corner or i if the safe seat is not an option, 
I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you two choices. You can take a lap around the classroom or you can take 10 deep breaths. What do you wanna do? And giving them a choice rather than just, this is the only place you have to go or singling them out because they're obviously a behavior problem. Um, that can al almost make it worse. But giving them a choice like, hey, do you wanna go grab a puppet or do you wanna take a lap or do you need mm -hmm. to go get a drink in the hallway and come back. And sometimes if they need a break, my secretaries are great. I'll write something on a note card, stick it in an envelope and seal it and put the secretary's name on it and say, hey, can you take this to Miss Diane for me? Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of give them an outlet to go out of the classroom for a few minutes and then come back and the secretaries or another trusted adult in the building, like Ashley, how you said with your, your friend, um, your little behavior problem friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're friends. Um, find, if, if you're able, find a trusted adult in your building that can come to your aid in the moment um, because I, I can recall a student I had earlier this year before he moved on to a different building. Oh, it was horrible screaming and crying and his poor class, they just, they knew how to focus, they knew how to ignore him, but my brain could not ignore the child and let him continue causing ruckus. Um, so I found our trusted adult, one of our behavior paraprofessionals and said, hey, can I text you when I have a problem and can you show up? That's and great. like, oh yeah, absolutely, I can do that. So great idea. if you have yeah. that luxury, reach out and try to, try to do that or give the kid a job. Um, yeah, I'm reading through the notes real quick. Well, I wanna ask you real quick, Autumn. Yeah. When you're, you're in your what year of teaching or remind me? Can't remember. Um, ninth. Okay. So did you feel like, do you feel like every year you're going to get different students, obviously, but you're figuring out it is trial and error. Like, okay, I tried this for some reason this year, it's not working. Or like you said, I'm going to ask this behavior, you know, special if I can text them or um, the quiet corner. And do you feel like you've just in your learning things as you go and things like that? Have you felt like that over the years? Mm -hmm. And because I have 24 different classes of kids, not everything is going to fit every class the same way. And some mm -hmm. of their, how their personalities mesh is not going to work the same. And yeah, just having the ability to have lots of options instead of just one place where they can go um, really helps because it, yeah, it's not gonna work the same yeah. for a fourth grader as it is a kindergartner. Right. And just having those choices on hand, but the kids don't necessarily know about those choices until you speak up and say so. Because like someone said before, you know, they'll need the calming corner or they'll try to get the puppet buddies because they're jealous and they want to hold them too. But, um, and sometimes offering those choices at a really soft conversation tone and just going to the child and saying in a really soft voice, Hey, do you need, do you need a break right now? Do you want to go hold the puppets for a little bit and then come back and see me? Um, really taking 
like taking inventory of my own emotions before Mm -hmm. I react to a child has been really helpful. And this might be a little personal, but I started an anti-anxiety medication in November because my life was, I just felt like it was spinning out of control. And I, I didn't have the patience that my students deserved. And I was just crying left and right. And I Mm -hmm. finally bit my pride and talk to somebody and I feel like it has made me a much better teacher. I'm not saying that medication is the answer to everything, but it has made me such a better teacher in how I'm able to collect my thoughts Mm. and not lose it on a bunch of kids because it's not worth it to get so angry that your emotions spin out of control. And although we want to keep control of our class and not let that one kid run it all. Sometimes they just need to be approached in a calm manner and let them know they are loved because sometimes they are dealing with so much more than we are capable of knowing. And just being on this medication, it makes me step back and approach things in a calm way Mm -hmm. whereas before I would have just lost it and I I just I feel like approaching them calmly is really going to be helpful to everyone and I know that not every situation warrants being calm but at the end of it you want the kids to know you love them and you want them to uh, succeed but yeah. the kids also need to have a choice in it so that they can be most successful. Yeah. And it is hard. Like you said, when you feel like one kid is running the show, mm-hmm. the whole class and you're getting, you feel like your teaching's getting interrupted. But I will say this part of um, what I didn't realize, what you don't learn in college about one of the goes back to one of the things you didn't learn in college type of situations is part of teaching is you're going to have interruptions. There's going to be sometimes class gets interrupted. You mark down, you know what? I only got to this in my lesson plans today because you are having to deal with a child, a group of children or a whole class. And you're just like, you know what? This is important. So what you say to the rest of the class is, Hey, you guys, I'm going to get you started on something. Um, even though it's kindergarten, it's not as easy to do this with the littles, but one of your responsible students, can you stand up and lead this song we did last week? And, Um, can you just sing it in front of the class and have them echo after you while I just, and then you do what Autumn said, you talk to this child quietly and say, Hey, I want to bring you over here. Why don't you sit back here for just a little bit and da da da? get him on task. Then you come back and get the class on task or something like that, or have them listen to calming music real quick, the rest of the class and say, why don't you guys just slowly move to the music while I go back here real quick, or you don't even have to tell them while I go back here real quick just say, I want you guys to listen to calming song real quick and just, why don't you make up some creative movement? Remember to stay in your bubble so you don't run into the other kids and have them doing something. So they're not even really aware that you're going back there and dealing with something. Um, Yes, maybe it's not something that was in your lesson plans, but sometimes it's just about thinking quick on your feet and being like, I got to do this, but this at the same time, this takes priority because I cannot teach if he's going to continue doing this. And that all just goes back to just learning as you go too. but you're doing a great job. So don't, um, yeah. And don't bring that home, which is so hard and say, 
oh, this child, it, I know you're probably like reflecting right now, thinking about it. What can I do to improve it? Which is normal, but don't let it, do you know what I'm trying to say? Don't let it um, eat at you and cause you're going to just be like constantly like, ah, um, I would just say the next time you see this kiddo, just try some of the things that you heard tonight. And um, even if it's just one of the things, because if that doesn't end up going well, then you try something else, but you'll get it. You'll figure it out. And yeah, hang in there. Cause I know, I know that's really hard when you're like, I just want to teach music <laughs> and this new kid is not letting me. So do you guys have anything else before we go? I don't want to keep you all night. I know it's already getting late. Anything else that you can think of? It was so nice to see some new faces tonight. I know. We got some new members and I'm so excited. Um, yeah, it's just really exciting. So you guys are having an amazing week. Yeah, come in the Facebook group. Post anytime you have a question. Post anytime you need support. Um, sometimes the comments, you know, sometimes things get lost in the shuffle, but um, members do try their hardest to see things and everybody's busy. So not in the group all the time, but make sure you lean on the group for support as much as you need it, because that's what they're there for. Um, everybody's there for the same purpose. So make sure that you don't ever feel like you're on an island struggling on your own. The days you're like this, make sure you rely on each other because it's important that you know that you are, um, yeah, we're all in this together. So is there anything else before we go? If, no, if not, then I, you guys have an amazing night. Get some sleep. I know it's getting late and, um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. Bye, Jessica. Bye.